You're muted. I had a really good one. You're... Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? I think I like that you were muted and yelling, and I was munching like a hippo. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos. That's a great game. Do you mm. have a favorite board game as a child? Yes. Um. Shoot. What's a pretty, pretty princess? Oh. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I've heard of it. I've it feels like myself. a fever dream. I actually like was put into timeout once because I was being such a bad sport about it. <laughs> I lost to a boy. Like, what was I supposed to do? So my mom locked me in the car for an hour. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to um, I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I totally forgot what our podcast was called for a second. I was about to say, welcome back to the vlog. I usually just say the podcast because we just say that all the time. Like, yeah. in, for the last four years, we've just said that for no yeah. reason. It's just the podcast. Um. No, but this week we are talking hot takes. We're going to give you our unfiltered, raw, maybe wrong opinions about different subjects. I think this will be funny because we're both really opinionated about random things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Any preface before we jump into it? I think that we should clarify what a hot take is because I feel like for some people, like, it is something that is like objectively like controversial, but then mm -hmm. I feel like anything that, I don't know, I feel like there's blurry lines because sometimes it's something that used to be a hot take, but has been said so many times, whether people agree or not, that it becomes cold. So I'm like, where do you? Yeah, I think yeah. a hot take, first of all, should not be rooted in like discrimination or bigotry. Oh God, no. Form. no. You know, no, like no, if no, you're no, like no. using your hot take to like cover up like a personal or moral flaw that you have, like that's a different issue. I think hot takes should be silly and like wildly different from the public mm. opinion. Like if you were like, I think that... Pineapple on pizza is over. Like that's no. done. Discourse no, 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 no. I was over. thinking of that. I was like, what's a bad pizza <laughs> topping that's not pineapple? Because pineapple on pizza is just like not real. Like it's so lukewarm. Yeah. But yeah, I think they need to be silly. They need to be wild. And they need to be something that you will defend with your life. Like it has to be a yeah. take that you hold to be true. Otherwise, like it loses its heat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I sorry. I was thinking about this is like, this is like not going to be one of the hot takes because it's like way too niche. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. But someone made a tiktok that was like ranking taylor swift's f-bombs based on how much it sounds like she just learned to swear and That's they put funny. snow on the beach as number eight because it sounded the most natural but i think snow on the beach is number one because it's like so random like there was no need for her to like yeah no i, I totally agree um <laughs> mentioning taylor swift's f-bombs my favorite um, college professor has a young daughter and they were listening to Taylor's new album and she mentioned like oh my gosh like mom she cusses a lot and then we were having this conversation and I was like I think just as you get older you find more opportunities to cuss like it has nothing to do with like growing up and maturing it's just like life throws worse things at you and the only thing yeah. that you can do is cuss sometimes no so I think I always forget about that I mean I forget about a lot of things that happen at like the start of our friendship I guess but something I forget a lot that I just remembered was for Lent freshman year I think three of us it was us I forget who Haley was yeah okay whoa that was so loud in my ears for some reason <laughs> I don't think you like said anything louder it just got louder anyways um we decided for Lent that we were going to stop swearing um except that it was really hard at first so we limited each uh, ourselves to five words a day I think but on the first day I think I was within the limit like I was getting really close but I think you said 13 and we were like let's just stop like this is not <laughs> worth it 
I have such a potty mouth. If I really get into it, some, I go through phases where I'm like, I need to stop Same. using curse words because it's not even a word anymore. It's just something yeah. that I'm throwing around as filler. Um, but yeah, if I'm really in it, like I have such a potty mouth. Okay. I think I'm going to start off my hot takes with my hottest take, which is oh. drafts don't exist. What? Like the war draft or writing draft? No, giraffes. Like the Oh, giraffe. <laughs> okay. So is this like a birds aren't real thing? Yeah. It started okay. when I was like in middle school. I was in like a zoology class where we were talking about like different animals that we've seen and things like that. And I just like created this. I've seen a giraffe for myself that giraffes don't exist because I had never seen one, which wasn't true. I had like gone to the San Diego <laughs> Zoo and encountered a giraffe, but I didn't have any formative memories of it. I also okay. don't think it counts. That's another hot take. Like if you don't remember it because you were a child, it doesn't count. Like it doesn't happen to you. You can't be like, oh, I met so-and-so when I was three. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, I anyways started this whole conspiracy theory. So now the I don't believe that giraffes exist because I think they're robots. Because if you look at them anatomically, their necks are really freakishly long. Yeah, they don't need yeah. to be that long. They're dysfunctional. Like they can't bend their knees. Yeah. They don't have vocal cords. They have black tongues. Oh. And they fight each other by swinging their necks. Like it's not. Well, yeah. How are they like, trying to? How are they alive? Animal. Yeah. Like slap together random body parts and was like, we haven't okay. seen something like this before. Even like evolutionarily, like I think their closest relation, according to scientists, is a zebra or like some sort it's, of yeah, it's like a horse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's really fake. So I, my working theory is that they're robots created by Putin and he's trying to use them to inhabit the Sahara Desert. Mind you, they don't live in the Sahara. It's the, yeah, they're not in the Sahara of Putin's plan, but it backfired because we all thought they were cute and cuddly and stuck them in our zoos. But they're not cuddly. They're Russian surveillance ops in okay. domestic spaces. Okay. I'm trying to think of like something related to that. That's a hot take. Um, Cause I feel like z- zoo discourse, like we've had, we we've gone through that. Yes. But like, the other day I was scrolling on Hinge and someone for their, like, fight me on this was, um, theirs was Foxy World. And I'm like, who's going to debate you on that? Like, what is there to say? I think people who just, like, want to pretend, like, the world is beautiful and perfect will fight you on that. Where they're like, oh, like, this is an okay system to be contributing to because it makes me feel happy when I was seven. Yeah. Um, I think... Consp- having a favorite conspiracy theory however hot take is a privilege to think that like you can mm. be so removed from something or like yes oh my god yeah that like yes. you are entitled to an opinion that is objectively false oh my okay so i have been thinking a lot about the people who think that helen keller was faking it because <laughs> i saw a tiktok about how ableist it is to think like oh i can't comprehend how this person who has wildly different abilities from me could thrive and live a life uh, and like live more of life than i am and i had never thought about it that way before and i'm like yeah wait that's actually because i was always like that's like a silly conspiracy to have but now i'm like that's actually wildly offensive right it's very much rooted in ableism and this idea that people are only capable of doing things if they um, match a certain criteria. Did you know that your junior year roommate didn't know that she was, that Helen Keller was both deaf and blind? Oh, no. Yeah. I was there when she found out, like, in a- this past April or March. That's so funny. I think people, <laughs> this is, like, a weird historical fact that people mix up, but Anne Frank and Helen Keller are, like, interchangeable to people sometimes, and I don't know if it's because of their names, 
but my, actually my homestay sister in Argentina didn't believe that Anne Frank oh yeah we talked about that which is I think also a really weird conspiracy theory I yeah. can get that one because it's just like this idea that like her also, diary like, was being forged. Argentinian I know that's like a whole well, <laughs> it was funny because they're opening up an Anne Frank museum in Argentina yeah, yeah. and we're like okay like I guess that's relevant here but that's like, a but like you know that meme like, that's like never ask a man his salary and a woman her weight and then it's and then the last one is or an or some an Argentinian why there's so many Germans there. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a lot of Jews in Argentina too. It was funny. One yeah. of my friends, their homestay madre, they were trying to figure out like whether or not the madre was German, Nazi German, or Jewish German. And so it was like a good couple days of like, my madre might be a Nazi. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, that's a good point. On I also think that in general, like um, like fixating on conspiracy theories is such a weird way to live because it's so like de- detached from reality yeah because like people will be like tell me your favorite one but and i'm like it really doesn't matter no like, i think there's like silly ones like i think conspiracy yeah. theories as a bit are funny but i don't think yeah like birds aren't real is is that's so that's fun like that does not hurt anyone no this kind of ties into one of my hot takes which has like it's the journalist to me, but blaming like the media or this idea that like mm. there is some outside force that is controlling us instead of recognizing that mm. a lot of these processes are circular. And if you yeah. contribute to like, if you are an and, like voter accountability or yeah. you are a media yeah. consumer or you are on social media, like you can't blame big tech and the government and the media for everything because they are yeah. listening and engaging with you. Like you do have to take responsibility for like how you meaningfully contribute to these systems and yeah. whether or not you're mindlessly contributing to them. And I think conspiracy theories or like troop crime podcasts are oh my like god big ick for me i hate true crime i oh my god Especially, and like, i don't know i'm all about cold case files like i love this idea of like reopening things but yeah. i don't like it's cool when it helps solve things but like right the idea especially like the people who are like in like telling these true crime stories while they're doing their makeup or whatever yes. like it's like Especially, like, a lot of it is, like, I understand the educational aspect of it, but it causes a lot of fear-mongering, especially, I feel like it is, it, like, because mm, also so much of true crime centers around, like, the victimhood of white women. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone rallied together to, like, help figure out what happened to Gabby Petito, and it's, yeah. like, there's so many like, missing and murdered Indigenous people mm-hmm. that nobody, like, you know, and... Um, or domestic violence among um, black yeah. couples is like historically yes. ignored and things like that or they're victim blaming and things I hated Gabby Petito especially like I did a whole media case study on her for my ethics class mm-hmm. because it's like she was still alive like she was still for all we yeah. knew in this situation like why were we true criming her in the yeah. middle of it like I thought that was like, so yeah, inappropriate yeah, yeah. and just so tone deaf to what was happening yeah. because it, it just wasn't like give them some closure and some time to yeah. process this before it becomes your favorite like Instagram reel. I don't know. It right. just felt very detached from yeah. the present moment. Yeah. And I think also because we have experience uh, with mm-hmm. like crime and publicity and all that, like it's all the more like it's I, I understand that it's easier for us to like realize these things than the average consumer of this kind of content. It's just, like, so wildly disrespectful to the families. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, like, they don't want this happening. It's, like, 
like I think that's been made clear well apparently mm-hmm. not not clear in the midst of the new Dahmer series mm-hmm. like people are like saying like the, all the victims families are like do not want you to watch this and people are like fail to see the humanity in them and they're like it's just like entertaining mm-hmm. that's the, okay people on TikTok are so detached I, I guess like the internet in general but especially I feel like it's most prevalently seen on TikTok like people are so detached from reality and I think that that does have to do with the pandemic as well mm-hmm. but like people are like wow like this didn't even like make me scared or, like this didn't make me flinch like I didn't react and it's like why why are you flexing that yeah why are you flexing not having empathy like yeah on a less serious hot take I think Frozen is objectively a good movie and people don't like it because of the marketing surrounding Frozen like if you sat down Mm. if you had never seen Frozen before in your entire life and I sat you down and made you watch it you'd be like wow objectively that was a good movie people don't like it because it's quote-unquote overhyped but that does not take away so that is what happened I okay so this is this is a good I feel like we've got like a good um two people who can contribute to this from different perspectives because I watched it like three it was the very end of when it was going to be in theaters like there was a deadline yeah um and I felt I feel this way about California drivers as well that so many people talked about it and it wasn't that everyone like made it out to be like the hugest thing ever but it was the number of people who did that mm-hmm. by the time I watched it I was like that was like that was a good movie but it was like normal like it wasn't like groundbreaking the way that the number of people had made it out to be so like I do agree that it is a good movie it's not my favorite Disney movie um and I can respect that it is a lot of people's yeah what is your but I think I really like Princess and the Frog I really like Tangled has like very high like rewatchability yeah so maybe Tangled um Hercules is good Hunchback is good the Tigger movie is really good. <laughs> yeah, she's a Christopher Robin girl at heart. Yeah, yeah. Love no, that one is so words. sad because Tigger, his whole thing is that he loves being unique and that he's the only one. But then he's like, wait, but what if I have family? And everyone is like too scared to tell him. That's so and Enneagram then... 4 of him. <laughs> Typing the Winnie the Pooh characters. See, but everyone always types him as a 7 because they associate him with hyperactivity yeah see that's not his childhood trauma though it's not his wound it's his abandonment wound Mm -hmm. is yeah so tigger four social four wing three (laughs) (laughs) well we'll have to talk about that another day uh oh frozen yeah and that that's how i feel about la drivers is that they aren't as bad as like it wasn't as bad as I was expecting because from the number of people who were complaining so vocally about it, mm-hmm. I was expecting something much worse. And like, they are yeah. bad and it is annoying, but I don't fear for my life every day, which yeah. I thought it would be. I think the other thing that like my mom was really freaked out by LA drivers when she was driving around, but it's different being transmitted there versus like riding yeah. in the car every single day and yeah. like seeing LA drivers as well. I feel like the exposure to it kind of numbs That's you. That's true. Like you just watch people slam on the brakes all the time versus when you're in control and just like showed up in the city and like have to drive. You're like, wait a second, nobody's following the rules. I do hate that California drivers don't yield. They don't believe in a passing lane. And that also, drives me. The insane. left turn lane situation. People yeah. get so, they want you to turn left no matter what the light is, no matter how many cars are coming. Like, they'll honk at you even if it would have killed you on impact. Like, it's mm-hmm. so annoying. And, like, 
here's I think that's another reason why I am not as bothered is because my driving style in general is I'm like kind of like it we ball like yeah at the end of the at the end of the day it's not that serious is it like today I was at Trader Joe's and um this car was pulling out I put my blinker on and I turned in and this other car honked at me and got really mad and she like stays like and just like sits right behind where I'm parked and like waits for me to come out and I'm like I'm not gonna come mm-hmm. like I don't know what you're gonna do mm-hmm. and then she gets out of her car and yells at me and she's like that was so uncool I was waiting there for 10 minutes and I was like first of all why would you ever wait 10 minutes for a parking spot there's clearly other spots yeah. like and I was like okay I can like give you the spot but you're blocking me and she was like I don't want it anymore I don't want it anymore and I was like okay and it's just like it's never that serious okay I have no. had people take my spots before and I just move on with my day like yeah it's annoying but like it's it's never that serious no and I feel like for a lot of LA drivers it is that serious and that's why it's that that's just like the way it is yeah. and I just don't care enough no people who like need to look at you when they pass you on the freeway yeah. it's such an LA thing and I don't get it like is there a wrong answer like if I'm like an old blind dog is it okay that I'm driving slow like I don't understand what they're looking for just like a face to put to their anger I've had people yeah. like, get mad that I merged into their lane so they'll like merge out and speed up and like yeah, me yeah. Off or do things like that and it's like guys that took more energy than just yeah. letting me be I don't know maybe I'm just like I'm just so forgiving <laughs> sorry I'm like I don't know if this is a hot take or if it's like a serious discussion but do you what are okay I guess broadly what are your thoughts on forgive and forget and then more specifically do you think forgiveness is necessary to heal um okay I definitely think you need to find forgiveness in and of yourself always mm-hmm. so I don't think you have yeah. to like sit down and have closure I think this is the big thing right. that people don't understand like there's forgive there's forget and then there's closure like it's Mm. a it's a trio I would say because I think forgetting is good when it's little things like if it's Mm -hmm. a relationship that you're going to continue with forever and ever like if you're married to somebody you should definitely forget some of the terrible things that they've done to you like quote-unquote terrible but you know like if they like I don't know ruined Christmas dinner one year like whatever you have to just forget it and move on Mm -hmm. because I hate people who bring that stuff up where they're like this is fine yeah and then they bring it back up and you're like okay if you wanted to address it like let's just talk about it um Mm -hmm. I think forgiveness does not always have to be with somebody like it doesn't have to be like a unison and I think same thing with closure like sometimes closure is space and cutting people off or like creating true distance or just like choosing not to like have that person be your go-to anymore um and I think forgive and forget don't always have to exist like in the same sphere but I don't know I'm very much more I think if somebody has really done something to you that like is bad like don't forget it just like leave like forget it for yourself and not for them yeah yeah because I think uh it is but like it's unhealthy to tell people that they need to forgive in order to move on but it's also unhealthy to tell people that they don't need to forgive because Mm -hmm. it is so circumstantial and I feel like in general as a society we have lost grasp of nuance Mm -hmm. because then people like someone will say a statement of like oh you don't need to forgive and someone will be like and they'll bring up, like, a another situation. Or I guess, like, the better scenario would be, like, someone is, like, oh, you need to forgive. And they're, like, well, what about this person who murdered my family? And it's, like, well, we weren't talking about you. No. Like, it's just... 
and I think the other thing is like it doesn't have to be like forgiving them for everything like if your family yeah. was murdered like no you don't have to be like come to Christmas dinner like some people yeah. are really good at that and that's what it becomes but I think it could also just be like this terrible thing happened and I know you were a human being and like I'm choosing to see like this yeah. for what it was and what I need to take from it to move on um because I think bitterness kills more oh than yeah anything else and I don't think people realize how much holding grudges can hurt them personally mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing that like literally protect your peace like if you yeah. cannot let it go until you have like one of those elements obviously forgive forget get your closure but like I have seen so many people get so warped and twisted because they just can't find that step yeah of, like healing from injustice or hurt or like interpersonal drama even and mm-hmm. it's like it's not worth who you are it's not worth who you are to other people too like you're so annoying when you're caught up in the middle of something and you can't let it go like your friends and your family don't like you as much if it's like (laughs) all you want is vengeance (laughs) so that's my that's my hot take Mm um a sillier one that I had on my list um is I hate the idea of texting back fast I think the but you do it okay some people will be like, oh, if they don't text you back fast, like, that's a red flag. Or, like, I don't double text if they don't give me the same energy. I think Texting I- rules in general are so stupid. I think they're so stupid because also we live in a fake world where we have such yeah. immediate access to people that you need to understand that if you have slower access to someone, it's not an injustice. Like, this isn't no. somebody hurting you or being malicious. Sometimes it is. And, like, that's its own thing to get into. But I think we have such an immediate need for gratification that plays into our interpersonal dynamic so much that it's so destructive and unnecessary like sometimes people are at dinner or they turn their phone off or their phone is yeah, dead yeah yeah they just are asleep like stop being freaked out by like why well, I they're think, not texting you back I think because we have such immediate access to people and like we see like because like on our phones we see people through like their social media so it feels like they're always there mm-hmm. but and so and, like, because of that, it kind of, like, loses this, yeah, I guess, like, a sense of humanity. Like, we forget, like, as much as it, it become like, we, I, like, grow to have a more self-centered view of things. Because we're, like, yeah, we have moments where it's, like, oh, I was, like, camping for a day. But, yeah. like, you always forget that other people have that, too. Right. Um, and I think even if they are on social media, like you're seeing them post, that doesn't mean they want to talk to you. Like those are no. two different social spheres that they can exist in and they don't have to be tied to your relationship. Yeah, but there, I will, there, there are definitely some times where it is clear that you are being ignored. And Oh, for sure. And I think there is, does come some, there, with this immediate like connection capabilities, I think there does need to be intentionality in how it's used. Yes. Yes. And everybody needs to care for each other in those ways as well, but also do not feel so obligated toward it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I have on my list, mind you, I wrote this December 30th, 2020. <gasps> I wrote Jenny and Forrest shouldn't have ended up together at the end of Forrest Gump. She's kind of a terrible person. <laughs> Didn't she assault him? No. Did I make that up? She was assaulted. Yes, I know that. I just remember always feeling weird about their sex scene, but maybe it was because I was, like, 12. Yeah, it is kind of weird because we do know throughout the film that, like, he 
some sort of learning disability. Yeah, like cognitive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it is a little awkward because you're like, what is happening here? I don't know. I just think that like he is such a genuinely good person. And I know he loves her for like who she was when she was seven, but also Mm. she's very selfish and like does not really Mm -hmm. care about him in the ways that I think he should be cared for. So I think I'm I'm anti them together. That's a celeb Mm. couple I would break up. Okay. Well, th- this does open a good, like, I feel like we could list so many couples that were, like, not good. Um, all of the, di- the Disney couples, basically. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking The Little about. Mermaid. Terrible. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any that, like, made sense? Because people are like, wow, like, Anna and Kristoff really got to know each other. I'm like, it was still over the span of, like, what, a month? Like, it, yeah. it doesn't, it's not that much better. No, and no. she was, like, ready to, like, risk it all for a different guy, like, a like the same week. Honestly, so, I love that for her, though. She's so me. She's so me. <laughs> um, um, I was thinking um, Princess and the Frog, like, Tiana and Naveen. Like, oh, they yeah, they know like, each other. Yeah, yeah. Each other and, like, and they were willing to spend eternity together as frogs after having lived their lives as humans. So, like, that's, that's real. Love and enemies to lovers trope. They're not, okay, no, oh, that's my hot take. People have lost sight of what enemies to lovers actually means. Because mm. I think that people will, like, most of the time that someone says enemies to lovers, it is actually rivals to lovers. And this actually, like, makes me so mad because I spent a lot of quarantine on, like, book discourse mm-hmm. on various platforms. And it, oh, God, it made me so mad. Like, I know that I get more mad than I should, but it's just, like, I had to deal with it so much. And a lot of the time, like, I think in order for, like, I think that Zutara was actual enemies to lovers yes. because they were, like, from warring nations mm-hmm. wanted each other dead that is an actual enemy and i think that worked out because he had his own individual like growth arc mm-hmm. and that's why that is something that i am like i approve of but in reality i don't think anyone would actually want enemies to lovers because if like for me personally i don't make enemies easily if you're my enemy it is because you are bigoted in some way shape or form right and even if, like, I understand if it was, like, oh, I was a kid and I was, like, brought up as, like, indoctrinated. That's yeah. one thing. But if you are, like, at this big age, like, being an <laughs> asshole, even if you grow out of it, I don't want to be around you. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. that's that's not what I'm about. And I think that people, yeah, because I forget. I don't know if you saw that list, but I think someone had made a letterboxed, yeah, a list of enemies to lovers and it just like they weren't it was like 10 things i hate about you it was like no she just thought he was pretentious and annoying right and he thought she was a bitch like that's it they, they're not enemies so i think enemies to lovers is poorly defined and overrated mm-hmm. did you watch purple hearts no because i know that it was horrible and i know that you watched it and said it was horrible, it was horrible. It was pretty bad. It was basically just military propaganda, which, like, yeah. wow. <laughs> no, but I think that's one of the ones where you're like, you should, I think that's the other element to enemies to lovers, is very rarely should they be together in the end. Exactly. Like, and people rarely... always romanticize it. They're like, ugh, they wanted to kill me. I'm like, what? No, and I hate the trope of, like, mean to everyone except me. Like, no, no that's, that's horrible. That's, that's a, a horrible person. person. <laughs> Especially when they're like, I want him to be mean to other girls. I'm like, he will no. be just as willing to treat you like that. Yeah. It's just the fact that he wants to f*** you. Right. It has nothing to do with them and everything to do with, like, this, like, scarcity model where you are the only yeah. one right now. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with your humanity. 
it's what you bring to them i also hate like major power imbalances like oh pretty little liars co-workers yeah no teacher and student like any why were we indoctrinated to think that that was cute i don't know and they also oh i even think about like little women like joe and professor bear like he's (gasps) yeah old and like i know that's not a power imbalance but like i just i don't like that idea it is weird also like for someone who like is so queer coded, like why was the solution to write in a old man? It's kind of like a screw you to the publishers. Like, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not gonna get the cute boy. She's gonna get an old man. Um, um, the other thing that I had on my list was about Lord of the Rings, but that's not. Uh, uh, oh, we okay. We yeah, we do talk about this. Um, and also <laughs> I have written down. I'm not convinced Barrett Wilbur Weed knows how to dance. Um. Barrett Wilbur Weed oh, yeah. is a Broadway actress and she's very talented, great belter, like has been in yes. one of my favorite musicals, um, specifically Heathers and Mean Girls, mm-hmm. Heathers off Broadway. However, I don't think she knows how to dance. Like I've seen her live now and like every clip, every show that I've been in, like I'm just not convinced she's capable of it and that's totally fine. But they do a really good job pretending like she can. <laughs> it's like why are they like Do you put- see the wavy air on my screen? Why yeah, what is that? Lighting. It's your camera trying to like adjust. Okay. Okay. Um no, it's like when they put male actors in like taller shoes so they look yeah. like their female counterparts. It's like that where they're just subtly trying to convince us that they're t- like Robert Downey Jr., he's kind of short and who's the guy with the tooth in the middle and he's Scientology oh Tom Tom Cruise Cruise. (laughs) yeah do you know do we know like where his Scientology church is because I drive by the one in North Hollywood very often Mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's his but I don't know it's very large I feel like as a Hollywood actor probably yeah I mean, like Hillsong vibes, you know, like they just have to go to yes. like, the biggest church in the region. Yeah, the other day I was driving on the freeway and I was like, wow, that's a beautiful church. Maybe I should go there. And I looked and it was Bethel and I was like, haha, no. <laughs> like, um, yeah, secondary hot take. Your kids don't need a cry night at youth. <gasps> like if you're trying to get people emotional for the sake of being emotional, you're not actually like discipling them in the ways that they should be. Churches in general are very emotionally manipulative. Like mm. they, because I, like they specifically prey on people in their weakness. Like I know, like, cause the church I grew up in is a Chinese church. And so they specifically look for people who've just come to the States and have no friends. Mm. And, and then because they're like, oh, we're like, like the, from the, that person's point of view, like the immigrant's point of view, they're like, wow, these people are really nice to me. I don't want to let them down or like I want to do whatever I can to return the favor and mm-hmm. then they like get baptized and then they fall off and and then people are like what happened they weren't actually that strong in their faith and it's like yeah they weren't you just manipulated them right and it's also yeah I hate this idea of like growing up in the church like making mm-hmm. you a Christian or things like that like I think how many times did you respond to an altar call without actually realizing what it was oh um I didn't do that as like during like youth camps I was yeah. more prey to it but as a small child I was more resilient in my mm. like don't worry I've already been dunked like I'm good guys. yeah I'm not gonna lie I would open my eyes and see who else was doing it before I went <laughs> 
kind of like do like a cool factor check like yeah is cute going to well also <laughs> well also i was like i uh, yeah i was like i've already been dunked but i do feel washed and new but is anyone gonna think that i was fake dunked if i oh. go like i gotta see if there's anyone else i know who's already been dunked i don't know yeah um, do you think there should be an age minimum for baptism? I think it kind of depends on the kid. Because even, like, with an age minimum, you're still going to catch people. Not catch people, yeah. but, like, there's still going to be people in that stage of life who want to do that but don't actually know what it means. So, yeah. I don't know. My church was very big on, like, baptism counseling for people. Yeah, and I yeah, think same. That's, like, still the right way to go to be, like, do you understand what this is and, like, why you're doing it? Because... I do think like most four-year-olds probably won't know like I do Mm -hmm. think there's an age where you should be like "Mm, your toddler does not understand this but I think it should be less about the the number and more about like why are we having this conversation and why is this important like those random like come up right now and get dunked Mm, yeah I don't know about that I had a friend who attended the baptism class like four years in a row and eventually her mom was like okay let's no well Let's put this off for a bit. Like, I don't think this is getting anywhere. You know, uh-uh. my mom was the children's pastor at our church and she would do baptism counselings, obviously, like for the kids. And one girl was like, I've never sinned. And my mom was like, yes, this isn't the right <laughs> next step for you. Like, this isn't. I think that baptism class like sent me into an existential spiral though because I felt such immense guilt because they were like, you are the reason you nailed Jesus. you were the nails that nailed him and that just like made me feel so awful that I was gonna call it off and then I had like a talk with a counselor and I don't really remember what she said that like fixed things yeah but like that did like make mm, I'm uh, yike yeah sometimes uh, they like hit it too heavy with the shame and sometimes they hit it too heavy with like the you are forgiven and a princess in the kingdom of heaven and then I'm like ha 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 I'm a princess yeah okay honestly we should do like a religious trauma episode one day because (laughs) every day I remember more and more of the weird things we went through so like being told that we should get martyred in school shootings oh haha for Jesus actually now that I'm thinking about this whole like kingdom of heaven trope I definitely had like a devotional book that was like letters from the king and it would be like dear princess oh my god yeah I know what you're talking about devotions and then it'd be like signed like daddy king or whatever I was like stop I think my first um like the first seeds of like gender is confusing was the gendered bibles because I would read that and I'm like is this not a problem that boys have yeah. And then I'd I was be like, like oh, I really don't like the way this is be more laid out. Am I not a woman? <laughs> salaries to sex. So, so I think oh my god, people fun. need to be so transparent about sex because it people. affects it affects so many people. Yes, I think it's like both you and your personal life, like with your partners, like you should talk about that, but also t- like with your friends. normalizing. Yeah, like, yeah, I think just being like, I had a really bad sexual encounter, or like I am curious yeah. about this thing because I think because I had sorry. No, go for it. <laughs> I had so much sexual anxiety growing up because of purity culture, but then I was like, I can't ask people about this. Mm-hmm. And the moment that we started be like being honest with our friends about it, like that just like it's so nice to be all, like, hey, like this happened. Is this normal? And they're like, Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I thought I was dying. Yeah. No, I think like 
one like anatomically like not yeah. everybody can like tell you things or like yeah. you don't want to like google it like it's good to just like have those conversations with your friends and I realize not every friend is like capable of that yeah or, like just doesn't yeah know boundaries boundaries for sure I definitely don't think like I don't think I'll ever be somebody who will like recount my sexual encounters to my oh, friends God, no. and oh, I think there well, is like a privacy layer that needs to be put in there but if I'm like people need to respect the partner too like people who yes. go around and they're like his dick was small I'm like mm-hmm. no no, like we're not, not going to do that. We're not going to no. do that. <laughs> no, especially like exes and things like that. Like it's yeah. funny yeah. to say like, oh, they were like could have kissed better and things like that. But I think overall. But kiss game versus anatomical, like stuff you can't change is very different. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's a hot take. Wait, I wanted to talk about salaries. Two salaries, because I don't think, especially as early career professionals, yeah. we are honest enough about like what we're making because I yeah. think that's going to, and I know this is like a legal issue too. And like a lot of states are requiring more transparency in salaries, but there's literally no downside to it. Like if your friends resent you because of how much money you make, they're not your friends. Like that's a different I issue. I think our parents' generation were like taught that like this was something really private mm-hmm. because I think it was such an identity thing and I feel like we have moved past that and we like and or at least like I personally know that that like my job is not what defines me like my job is just something that I do for sure um and it's yeah. not permanent either and yeah. so I don't really have issue like I've never felt embarrassed to disclose either way yeah so I also just think, like, w- when we're all at this stage, we're all competing and, like, looking for that yeah. right number. There's also no wrong answer in that. Like, I can see if you're, like, retired, you probably don't need to be, like, transparent with your salary. But I think there's literally no downside to it. Also, like, I feel like it's such a, like, a, we're ashamed out of talking about it, but it is frank truth is that we all need, like, a certain amount of money to survive because yep. we are so deep into capitalism Like, you have to ask in order to, like, sustain yourself. The other thing that I was going to talk about when we were talking about, like, leaving comments about people, if you can't fix it in 10 seconds or less, like, don't comment on it. When people are like, oh, like, if my shirt's inside out and I can fix it, tell me that. But if, you know, my shoes are mismatched and I'm out in an event, don't say anything, you know? Did did this happen? No, but I'm just thinking in general, like, people... Uh would always like in high school or middle school like make weird comments and be like oh like so-and-so looks like this or like this is really gross and it's like okay mm-hmm. if they can't fix it in that moment don't say anything about it's it it's not worth it but yeah. if you can help them with it and it will save them some embarrassment or like you think it might be beneficial to them you should say it like if somebody has stuff in their teeth or like mm-hmm. their eyeliner's a bit wonky help a sister out but yeah also, I don't know why there's so much shame in having stuff in your teeth. Like, it's literally not a big deal. Sorry yeah. I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I have to consume food to eat. We can't all photosynthesize. No, that'd be so nice, honestly. Hot take, I wish I could just absorb the sunlight. Me too. Okay, hot take. People these days are too bitter and should just let people enjoy things. If it's not hurting anyone, then just let them be. Like, yeah, agreed. If if you think it's weird that an adult likes stuffed animals, what is what does that matter to you? And like, I think that stan culture has made this worse, where like everything is a competition. Like, and people just need to accept the fact that we all have different tastes in literally everything. That's like just one of the most basic facts of life. Some people like things that other people don't, and 
we don't have to fight about it. There is no right or wrong. Just stop being bitter and enjoy the fact that people are happy. Yeah, I agree. I also think there's this kind of like in versus out mentality where it's like if you don't like the things that I like or like if you are somebody that's like polar opposite of like what is cool like that's considered the wrong answer and I think that's fake too like let people enjoy things that you don't understand like I think this comes up a lot when we talk about like Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. people are always like oh my gosh I hate her like I can't listen to her music and it's like you can you're just like and it's fine if you listen to her music and you don't like it that is I'm not gonna sit there and try like like your least favorite on Midnight's is Lavender Haze, and I there's no physical way for me to like sit there and make you listen to it until you like it. Like that's just not how it no. works. Like we have different tastes, and that's that. So like, if you genuinely listen to her music and you don't like it, like a reasonable person is not going to be mad. I know there's a lot of unreasonable people out there, but if yeah. you're just like being a hater, like if. And I think some people also just, like, choose to hate on something before they know it. Like, they yeah. want to just, like, I don't know, ascribe negative to it because they'd rather not interact with it. Mm-hmm. And that comes from insecurity. I think that's the most annoying thing a person yeah. can be is working yeah. from a place of insecurity. And at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, if you have no interest in something, don't make it other people's problem. Like, if mm-hmm. you need to mute something... If you need to not listen to something or whatever, not watch something, just don't do it. And don't make it a whole thing. Just allow the people who enjoy it to enjoy it. And that's all that there has to be to it. Like, I don't, I personally don't like Star Wars. I fall asleep every time I try to watch it. But I don't want to, like, I don't go around telling people when they, like, like, I'm not going to butt into Star Wars discourse and be like, oh, that that's boring. That sucks. Like, it's like. It's just not my thing, and I know that it is other people's things, and that's it. Yeah, I think that's why like trolls online are so confusing to me. I thought because... you were talking about the franchise. No, I mean like I guess, but no, like people who like go out of their way to like follow yeah. or like make hate accounts, like yeah, it really occupies so much of your brain that you have to go and trash it. Like it honestly just makes me sad where it's like, yeah, it's so important to you, but like for all the wrong reasons that you're going to yeah. waste all this time and energy, like fighting with people online about it. Like I totally get people who get into defensive battles because they like something or like they posted something and they want to like affirm that. Like that's not as confusing to me. Sometimes they pick battles that aren't there. So that's a different yeah. issue. Don't fight battles online that don't mean anything your idol or your like online fights are so stupid i used to engage in them but like it's never worth it you're never going to change the other Mm -mm. person's opinion it's just going to work yourself up like i used to have full-on panic attacks having online fights and then i was like i'm literally fighting with someone i'm never gonna meet like i literally don't have and people like oh you know what's another hot take and i'm pretty sure you agree with it actually i am certain because yeah because i know but like the block button is not an offensive thing nope I love blocking people. Block whoever you want. Yeah, and it's, like, so many... Like, one time I blocked someone... Like, this was, like, an online, like, persona thing. Like, I, it wasn't, like, my personal account. I blocked someone, and they literally DM me, and they're, like, you're such a coward, just, like, blocking people who disagree with you. And I'm, like... And I didn't respond, but I was, like, no. I They also, like, made a new account to, like, say that. Right. But I was, yep. like, no, I blocked you because you were being rude and immature, and I just didn't want to spend my energy talking to you. Like, 
that's no and that's, that's it. i think it's like you don't even owe people an explanation people yeah. access to you that's something that i've learned yeah. a lot like when it comes to being online like something that i really struggled with was like okay like how do i make sure that like i am still public facing and like still um like being professional and being somebody who's open online but also only engaging with things that i want and it's like you can mute people you can block people yeah. like anybody who is in your space that you don't want there like the online world doesn't like it exists beyond you like you don't have to exist in everybody's space like you can set those parameters for yourself and say this is the only ones that I want to interact with or these people are people that I never want to see again and that's really fine and you can unblock too one day you wake up and you're like it wasn't that deep okay fine like the world turns on yeah and like hate watching and hate following is such a waste of your time yep no it doesn't make any sense to me and I don't think it contributes anything no I think it just puts you in a deeper spiral if you already hate it like also it's literally giving them money every time you hate follow a creator or you hate like comments or whatever like you're just adding to their engagement rates and giving them more money yeah and like there's so much awful energy within your own body and Mm -hmm. humans are like sponges so don't soak in it Mm -hmm. yeah Ooh, i have a hot take um thank you notes are not no not necessary i think if you genuinely feel compelled to write one that's perfectly fine but as, as soon as it becomes a transaction or an obligation, then that ruins the whole purpose. Like you should not give something with the expectation of receiving. And also, mm-hmm. if you if you don't know if that person is grateful, then you should probably reevaluate what this relationship is. I hate thank you notes because I never know what to say after like yeah, nine two. It's so awkward, and it's they're so, so large, and you just mm-hmm. it's like, hi Ashley, thank you so much for the present. Thank you for coming to my birthday party. What else am I supposed to say? Yeah. Uh, stuff I say no. to you every day. Like <laughs> my favorite is when because I think like the perfect thank you note formula according to the olden days is like thank you for the gift. It was lovely X Y Z. I plan to use it for X Y Z. Thanks again. And I always love the like I plan to use it for whenever it's money to be like thank you so much for the twenty dollars. I plan to spend it on Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> What am I supposed to say? Okay, no, another hot like take. so redundant. Money is a wonderful gift, and I'm so sick of adults saying that it's rude and lazy. Because it's not. Because it ultimately says, like, I trust that you know how to best utilize this. Because, like, it sucks if someone gives you something, and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? But if you give them the money, they can use it however they choose. And that's really kind. And especially, like, as an adult, like, sometimes the thing that you need most is your rent paid or your gas paid. And that is a greater gift than, like, a shirt or, like, a book. And I think giving them the power to, like, use it however they need is very useful. Yeah. I think as a gifts person, even if they you are giving me money, I'm not anti that. I love when people give me money for things. And I'm like, I'm traveling, yeah. like, send me travel money mm-hmm. because, like, we can like I know that you're thinking about me and trying to fund something that's exciting for me or like even for my birthday like when people are like this is drink money I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah like now I get to go do this fun thing funded by you super appreciate like I don't think it's lazy or thoughtless in any way because 
they're saying here, I want you to go and do to have Mm -hmm. and to hold. Uh, Also as a gifts person, there are bad gifts to give. Like there are objectively the wrong gifts and it's very, like, I don't think that like, we can always get, make the joke about like socks. I love socks. I wish I had more fuzzy socks in my life right now. Like I'm very pro giving me socks, but I think it has everything to do with like knowing that person. And if you don't know them, yeah, just give them money or like a gift card to something fun or honestly give them an adventure. Those are my favorite little mm-hmm. like where it's an like, experience gift yeah. card to yeah go do something. That's always a good option. I think those are my hottest takes. Oh, um, the best online dating profile is one that is well-rounded. I understand if like it's like uh, what I get really annoyed and I've noticed this more this isn't like a just a stoner problem but it I've noticed it more prevalent with stoners is like every photo will be with a blunt everything will be about weed and I'm like well I'm not gonna date someone who only has one personality trait like please show me all of you like I make sure to like hit all my bases you know and I'm as like as much I'm, as you can yeah as much as you can but like the people who like it's like only them traveling as much as that makes you an interesting person I'm like I don't know anything else about you what is compelling you to swipe yeah I also think the only travel photos is such a cop-out because obviously you were getting photos taken of you while you were traveling like think outside the box and get photos taken of you at other places yeah I think that's a good segue into our hinge highlights um I honestly haven't done a whole lot this past week so I don't think I have a highlight I have also decided that I would like to I have one date on Tuesday and then I'm deleting it after that because I so okay I mean you know this I really enjoyed being single for a while and Mm -hmm. then I started dating my ex almost exactly a year ago today um and then after that I was like really sad because I was like well I didn't think I'd be single again uh, or at least not for a while um, or at least I was willing to work towards not being single ever again and then I was really really sad and I think I I had several wine drunk epiphanies last night um, I was at our friend's house and I realized you know what I am the shit I can although I am very sad I can get my power back or at least I can find it again and I want to enjoy being alone again so I will we'll we'll have that conversation. I do have to tell the guy that I went a date I went on a date with on Friday that this is the conclusion I've come to, which I feel really bad. I've never rejected someone before, so this is very fun. No, no, it's not fun at all. I I am like oh. shitting myself. Uh, but yeah, I feel like the getting rid of people after like one date is the worst conversation because with a breakup, at least you can be like, this is what's wrong. Yeah, this is what's with a hinge person. You have to just be like, ugh. I just don't want to do this anymore. And, like, I know that, like, I could go stuff when I'm talking to you, but I do want to explain. Like, I don't want them to, like, yeah. because it it does, like, and maybe this is, like, a me problem, but, like, it does kind of suck when you're, like, oh, they disappeared out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know that, so, depending on some circumstances, it's, like, fine for that. Um, mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I... I feel like people are too then I guess this circles back to what we were talking about in the beginning with like actually I don't know if it was the beginning but like access to people on the phone because I feel like people Mm -hmm. are way too like freely ghosting because they don't Mm -hmm. because when it's on the phone you don't really like see the them as a person as much 
And so people are like, well, I'm not going to face any consequences. It's the whole thing with like cyberbullying too. So I feel like people need to remember that you owe the other person respect. And even though it's a hard conversation, sometimes you do owe it to them. I know that that's not always the case. Also, if you say that you don't ghost and you ghost, that is really horrible. Yeah, I'm going to make a case for ghosting. Not everybody, I think sometimes ghosting is the natural trail off. Like, you have plans made, like, or you've been on a date. Like, I do think there needs to be, like, a formal, like, sorry, this isn't going anywhere. But sometimes you just exchange a couple texts and then never talk again. Exactly. And, like, there is a time and place for things to just, like, not keep going. And then if they come back and they say, like, oh, hey, like, let's keep this going, then I think you can be, like, no, hard hard stop. It really depends um, on length and depth and like effort like mm-hmm. yeah like there is just one guy and, like technically he only goes to me after three days but there was a very intense three days so i'm like oh that was kind of yeah sorry that, but, that was a true ghost but but on the other hand we do have to realize that it's probably not about you it's yeah very rarely yeah. is it actually a you thing and that's the other thing that like especially with dating apps like i just lose energy for it sometimes yeah. like, i just don't have it in me to swipe or to message like that's so much work getting to know somebody yeah so um stuffed animal moment of the week um i bought a, a new a new stuffed animal is on its way it is a building before um i cried i tried to crowdfund and then someone just was like what's your apartment number and mm-hmm. i tried really hard to stop it from happening and it happened and um one of our friends is going to get the possum and we're going to go stuff them together. Oh, you're just getting the skin delivered? Yeah, it's an online-only one. So you get the skin, and then you go to the store to, to stuff oh. him. Sorry. <laughs> you can just get them, like, sent to you stuffed, too. Yeah, yeah, but that's not very fun. Actually, I have no idea if she sent it. So- oh, huh. okay. Well, we'll see. Because <laughs> that's how Oliver arrived. Oh, true. My stuff animal moment of the week. Oh, Oliver and I have been wearing our matching sweaters now that it's fall Yay. weather we've been chris wearing evans. our like chris evans knives out yeah little um fisherman sweaters so it's been really cute oh my god wait oh uh, i guess we this can fit into our pop culture moments but um mm-hmm. harry styles is sick and also did you watch the music for a sushi restaurant video oh my gosh i loved it i thought so it was so I think fun that- I think that there's subliminal messaging because the whole thing was like they made him sing until he lost his voice and then he was no longer useful so they cut him up and Mm -hmm. I really wonder because as he pointed out in his message about him being sick he's been touring for like 12 years I mean not consistently but like this recent tour like has been like he's just been back to back to back to back to back back and I'm really scared I don't know whose decision it was to do that and I'm really scared that he's trying to tell us that he's been overworked and it really freaks me out. Yeah, it might be, but I also think that again, he's been in this industry for yeah, you know, a dozen years now that I think it would be very out of character for him to do something that he does not do. I think with Harry, we need to worry less about like, oh, somebody's telling him to work and more like he feels called to accomplish these things for his sake, okay. like his residency. Like I think these are goals that he sets and he's like, I'm going to see it through. Like if I'm going to say that I'm going to do something, I finish it. And I think that's probably more what's eating him up than like the actual labor. But so like even him canceling the show, like 
hours beforehand it wasn't because he like didn't want to it's because he literally did not so um taylor swift announced her tour which is causing me so much stress yeah it's i like that they're all weekend shows but also it's kind of chaotic for that i i respect her she's getting older too so. She also completely skipped DC. Okay, people have been making jokes about that, and it's really funny. Like, we have a big stadium. I don't know why she wouldn't. Maybe because it's baseball season? I oh, know. you know, if she's trying to play at the Nat Stadium during baseball season, she's not gonna, she's she's not gonna get those dates. Yeah. She's scared of DC. She's scared of the Capitol. Where was Taylor Swift on January? So, do you really want to know where I was January sixth? <laughs> There's a million different ways you can kill a congressman. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. <gasps> congressman with his altruism, where she's like anti-Congress people. Yeah, because she was storming the Capitol. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a million different <laughs> ways you can kill a congressman. Any final words? Um, in in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's it. Okay, I was waiting yeah. for the question. No, like God no, bless Taylor Swift yeah. or something. No, no, no. Okay. God bless the listeners. That's true. Thanks, you all, yeah, for subscribing, for listening, for downloading. Follow us. Should we make no? Yeah, guys, let us know. Let us but... know what. What I was going to say, should we make like a social media page uh, uh, for this? Yeah. Can you guys actually let us know if we should do that? Please. 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 Um.